Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 135 in Edmonton, 335 in Tampa Bay. The Oilers and the Lightning tonight. Jack, Louie, Gene uh, uh, will be on the call on the NHL Hockey and Rogers side. I'll be joining Gene during uh, one of the intermissions. And uh, Cam Moon, myself, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, the Oilers Radio Network tonight as well with our face-off show beginning at 4 p.m. Edmonton time. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50-plus years. For a menu that lists their 15 Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app. From the App Store, the staff recommendation is Mediterranean Chicken. Brendan's a fan of the text, and Reed Wilkins likes the meat lovers. All right. Uh, many of you uh, would have grown up listening to our next guest either during his work uh, doing uh, TSN football or conversely NHL hockey with Hockey Night in Canada. Pretty sure he did the round one series maybe between Edmonton and San Jose back in 2017. He is now the Tampa Bay Lightning's television play-by-play voice. He also does some work on TNT. We welcome back to the show after a multi-year absence, Dave Randorf. Hi, Dave. It's Bob. How you doing? Hello, Bob. And yes, I did do that series. That was uh, that was one of my best memories of doing playoff hockey. And I had the pleasure of saying that I called Connor McDavid's first Stanley Cup playoff goal that series. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Shorty against San Jose in a night where him and Cassian uh, got the two goals and then Cassian got the lone goal in game three. And for two games there, Zach Cassian was as good a forward as the Oilers had. Oh, my uh, goodness. I remember one game he was running around just rolling over everybody. Yeah, it was awesome. All right, uh, how long now have you been down here in Tampa Bay? This is uh, season number three. I came down uh, right for that. Remember they had abbreviated season a couple of years ago, 56 games. Um, I was hired to replace a uh, uh, guy by the name of Rick Peckham, who was here for 24 years, and so I scooted down right in the middle of COVID. Empty arenas, calling games from <laughs> empty buildings and, and studios and stuff, and then they won the Stanley Cup, so it was kind of fun. And so this is season three for me. This is an organization, uh, I mean, let's face it, uh, there's a term that gets deployed, Cadillac. This is a Cadillac. I mean, we we got into a little bit of the depth discussion with Frank Saravalli earlier today, just in terms of, uh, and you correct me on the pronunciation here, is it, is it Cole Kopke, is that right? Kepke, Kep, Kepke. Like well, there you go, 0 for yeah, 1. Kip. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, all right, and what are we going with uh, number 48, right shot defenseman, the, the pickup yeah, of the St. Cloud? Yeah, Nick Perbix, who scored Nick his Perbix. first NHL goal uh, the other night, and, and two six-round picks, Bob. 
Yeah, and and then Ross Colton, and and I just. I, I look at what uh, Tampa Bay does, and they stepped up, and they went and got Coleman from uh, New Jersey, and then they got Hagel last year. And, yeah, they gave up Radish and Kachuk and a couple of conditional number ones, but they always find a way to get, like, fourth or fifth round picks back, and then they don't waste them on 18-year-olds. They're drafting 19- or 20-year-old guys, and, uh, um, you know, you're, you end up in a situation where these guys are, you know, they're a little bit older when they get drafted. They're like, they're, and that, that to me is a microcosm of, I mean, you get to witness this on a daily basis. There's just a way they do business down here. They have some advantages, like no state tax. They've done a great job drafting, but they really are an elite organization, aren't they? Yeah, well, first let me correct you. It is a misnomer now that I live here that there is no state tax. The state tax is very low, but there is a little bit, and they get you other ways, trust me. But anyway, um, yes, uh, you know me. I've been around all the Canadian markets uh, for many years and spent a lot of years doing a lot of Western games and talking to you and talking to Jack and Louie and working with Louie. And so I understand the angst up there, and I understand how people go – uh, there's so much talk about culture and rebuilding culture. We need to establish culture, and culture becomes almost a dirty word in places like Edmonton and Calgary and Vancouver because they can't get it for whatever reason. But I, I can tell you right here, it's a very real part of the equation here. It starts with Stamkos and Hedman and works its way down the line from there. Those two set the standard on and off the ice every day, uh, practice and game days and everything else, and, and there's a standard for when new guys Guys come in like Nick Paul, who, by the way, has been an excellent acquisition. Like Brandon Hagel, uh, like new faces who come in, and also for young guys, they they welcome in a Cole Kepke because they understand well. Uh, they they trust the likes of Al Murray, who drafted these guys, and all the uh, state work that Stacy Roost did as their assistant general manager and general manager in Syracuse to develop them to the point where they are in that room. Therefore, there's no you know. A wait and see period about how this guy's going to fit in. You're, you know, you're already approved by uh, our organization, our culture. Therefore, come on in, Cole, sit down. We're having dinner tonight, and that goes a long way when you are walking into a room that has Kucherov and Vasilevsky and Hedman and Stamkos, and it used to have Palat and all these players that have come and gone and, and have won consistently, not just for three years going to the Stanley Cup final, but for you know, we're talking now seven, eight years. This team has been amongst the best, and that's where it comes from. And in terms of players they bring in they they drill down on specific needs and areas and they really try to draft and develop and uh, you know Kepke was a sniper in the USHL then he went to Minnesota Duluth and he was a star there we haven't seen it translate to offense yet but they really want to draft and develop he had a very good year last year in the American League Nick Perbix is a surprise a sixth round pick that got into the lineup game three and has been a steady Eddie on the second pair with Mikhail Sergachev since and he's not coming out of the lineup and he has kind of uh, been a surprise and jumped over two guys, Hayden Fleury, who uh, you know everybody knows about, a Western Canadian guy, first former first rounder, and Phil Myers, who's played you know close to 200 games in the NHL, and he's jumped right over top of those guys. That's what they seem to do, time in and time out. We're joined by David Randor, who does uh, television play-by-play for the Tampa Bay Lightning, does some work with TNT. That said, David, it helps when you have one of the top three goaltenders in the world. I mean, at the end of the day, you got that. I mean, we watched the Oilers in the 1980s. 
bottom line they had Grant Fear. Maybe they were six five games, but you knew most nights Grant wasn't going to give up the one that killed you. And Vasilevsky is still Vasilevsky. I mean, the guy won the Con Smythe a couple of years ago. He's pretty special in between the pipes. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. That's allowed, by the way. He is part of the team. The goalie is part of the team. That is allowed. But there's no question that uh, there's a lot of nights the Lightning are like, start the bus. You know, we didn't play well. But well, his last start is a perfect example. The Carolina Hurricanes, who you're going to see next, uh, a very good team that pressures you up and down the ice. They came in here uh, last Thursday night and ran the show. Vassy makes 52 saves, uh, second highest total of his career, and the Hurricanes needed a six-round shootout just to win the game. So the Lightning get a point out of a night where they really didn't deserve it because they were outplayed badly uh, by the Hurricanes. And, and, you know, I could point to, in, in my short time here, there's been countless uh, amazing stops that he makes at key times. He's been first or tied for first in the NHL and wins five straight seasons. He's just, uh, his preparation mental, mentally and physically is uh, is off the charts from what I understand from talking to people around him uh, and just watching him go about his business behind the scenes. He's uh he wants to be one of the best. Here's one great stat about why he is already amongst the conversation to be maybe one of the all-time greats. He's got 233 wins right now. He got to 200 wins last year in his 318th start. Only one goalie in NHL history ever got to 200 wins faster, and that was Ken Dryden, who was pretty good, but he was also playing on one of the all-time great teams ever. So uh, that just goes to show you what, what you're dealing with here with Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, Ken played on a team. What did I lose? Eight games the one season in 77-78? Yeah. Uh, we're joined right now by Dave Randorf. Dave, uh, you know, you look at that Sergachev trade, and, and you know the story. Pete Chiarelli likes Sergachev a lot in the 2016 draft, but Paul Yarvey fell to Edmonton at four, and a lot of people thought Paul Yarvey was going to be top three. The orders were probably going to pass on Kachuk, and Sergachev was going to be their pick. He has gotten himself an eight-year extension. That's the other thing. The, the, the guts of the team, Kucherov, Point, Stamkos, uh, Sorelli, who's out, Hedman, Sergachev, Cernak, who's a very good uh, shutdown D, and Vasilevsky. The, the guts of their team are all signed long term, right? Like yeah. they've, you know, they've got these guys cost controlled, and then they add the support pieces as a result. But just a thought on having, you know, that one-two punch option on the left side with Edmund and Sergachev playing a combined forty-eight minutes a game. Mikhail Sergachev, people will think, well, he's been he's been around for a while now. You know, you've seen the Lightning, uh, you know, advance to three straight Cup finals and and conference finals. You must think, well, he must be close to thirty by now. No, he's twenty four, uh, and he is just, you know, he is emerging this year. He he was he would easily be a top pairing defenseman on a lot of teams, and nothing short of a second pairing defenseman on every team except for this one, because the last several years you had Hedman who played with Jan Ruda mostly because that was his comfort zone and his, his you know, Ruta just did his job. And then you had the second pairing of Brian McDonough, now gone to Nashville, and Eric Chernak. And that left Mikhail Sergachev on the third pairing regularly with whoever else was left. He constantly had different partners, yet he's developed now to this stage where he is being asked to step up. McDonough is gone. 
Jurgicev anchors the, the second pairing, and, and he will get a lot more minutes. He's already had some nights close to 30 when Hedman was out for a couple. Uh, he wants to be more consistent. He came right out and said that when he signed that eight-year extension. He wants to be uh, a, a factor every night. He wants his shot to get better, his decision-making to get better. You'll be impressed with how he's, where he's taken his game the last five or six games here when you see him live tonight. And that, that's just another core piece that they, they, you know, they go from, you know, eventually when Victor Hedman starts to slow down a little bit, which is not anytime soon, there will be Sergachev, who will now be 26 or 27 and in the prime of his career. Yeah, the Lightning have the fourth oldest team in the NHL at 29.4 years. The Oilers, uh, Oilers played the oldest, albeit a team with $40 million out of lineup last night in the Washington Capitals. Uh, Jerry Johansson represents Braden Point. I know he got uh, nicked up in the playoffs, wasn't at 100%. A lot of focus, obviously, on Stamkos and Hedman and, and Kucherov, but the reality is Point has, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a hell of a player, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, you know, the Calgary kid, third-round pick. You know, people forget that sometimes when they hear it again. They go, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what was our team doing when, when he was selected? But that was Al Murray. He was he was too small, too slight in the Western Hockey League, the captain of the Moose Jaw Warriors. And, but, uh, you know, a lot of people saw, the, you know, that, that game uh, clutch ability that he had. But would it translate? Well, obviously it has. Uh, he's, he goes two years that the uh, Lightning won the Cup. He led them in goals. And uh, they, obviously, he's, his, his ability to score clutch goals, too, over the years has been just incredible. And he's their number one center on a line that is humming right now with he and Nikita Kucherov, his regular right winger, and now Brandon Hagel, um, who looks a lot like point physically. If you ever see those two guys in the same room, let me know. Uh, but that used to be Andre Pilat, but uh, he's uh, moved on down the line, too, to uh, New Jersey. So point drives it. He's spectacular. He, he breaks out of his own zone single-handedly. He'll gain the other zone uh, on power plays. And uh, he is, uh, again, another guy who's been, who was, was already given a long-term uh, contract and just uh, earns it every single night. And they didn't have him really at all during the playoffs. He was in, uh, injured during Game 7 of the first round against the Leafs. He, play, he came back and tried to play Games 1 and 2 of the Stanley Cup Final, but didn't have it, didn't have any, any explosion uh, because of his hip injury. And, you know, Remember, the Lightning did lose to the better team, the Avalanche. But two of those games were decided in overtime. And four of those games were one goal game. And you just wonder. You just wonder if they had had point there for, you know, healthy for that final. What would have happened? Well, Edmonton lost, as you know, uh, to Colorado in four. Three of the games were one goal games. Dry settle and nurse were nowhere near 100%. It didn't matter. Colorado was infinitely better than the Oilers. Yeah, they were Uh, better. Tampa Bay was, you know, much closer. St. Louis actually, I think, played Colorado very hard as well. Hey, uh, have a great run. I, I, I just look at the Hagel situation. The kids from Warrenville, he played for Red Deer. You know, Buffalo drafted him, established himself in Chicago. They got back two fourth-round picks in that trade for two conditional number ones. And you know what? When you're Tampa Bay, and this is the asset management of Julian Breesball, who I think is ruthless. I think he's a great GM. Um they can hit on those guys because they got Al Murray. Like they can make those fourth rounders pick, and that's the most yep. underrated part about what they've done. I think Al. Uh, just to conclude with here, Dave, is it's their ability uh, ability to find players later in the draft. And I, I wonder, do you think it's possible or feasible? There's there's less pres- pressure down here relative to some hotter Canadian markets. You spent a lot of time in Vancouver. You know what it's like there. Is there something to it that allows the nurturing process? to take better place with uh, their developing prospects 
that allows Tampa Bay to continuously find players. What do you think? Absolutely, without a doubt. There is not that daily media scrum of 20 guys surrounding the head coach here uh, or, you know, howling for the GM to make a trade or, or you know, or, or to fire somebody. Uh, that's, and now, don't get me wrong. This is an excellent – this is a hockey town. You know, they've won three cups now. It is a legit hockey town. The place is sold out every night. It's a, it's a, it's a great place to see a game. If anybody out there has ever wanted to make a road trip to see the Oilers play, this would be a, you know, a good stop to add to your, your schedule. But it's a hockey town, and they do want to see them win, but there's not that day-in, day-out pressure and, and analysis uh, like, you know, the, the, the Oilers are getting right now with this three-game losing streak because I know it's – Listen, I watched. I still watch the Oilers a lot, and I watched the last few games, and it's not great. But it's still early, and the heat is much hotter there than it would ever really get here. Uh, and I think that allows the team and the organization to go about its business, and uh, ultimately, you know, do what they do, which is win. Dave, the last time Edmonton won in Tampa Bay, I was pinch hitting for Rod Phillips on that trip. Uh, Rod was out uh, due to an illness, and uh, that was. In- <laughs> it was a while ago. This this is pre Jack Michaels, so December of '09. They've gone '08 one since. Hopefully, Edmonton uh, uh, summons up their, their their requisite energy to give us a heck of a game tonight. Thank you for your time, you, Dave. Hold on, before you let me go, did you look up this, the summary from that night? I did. Oh yeah, the game the game winner was by his one and only career game winner, Zach Stortini. Do you remember him? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Smith was in net for Tampa. Yeah, there you have it. So uh, the owners went five for five on that trip, Dave. And uh, Barry Stafford told Rod at the start of the next trip, he said, uh, what are you doing here? Stafford's doing the games the rest of the season. <laughs> so, it was, it was well, you didn't want to trip him. Yeah, all right. Well, listen, I'll see you at the ring tonight, and thanks for very much Th- for having me on. Hey, thank you for squeezing us in, okay? That's uh, Dave Randorf, uh, television play-by-play voice of the Lightning. When we come back, this day in Oilers history... And it ties to a city that Dave uh, lived in for a number of years when we return on Oilers Now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 154 in Edmonton, the boys at Brentridge did such a great job selling their trucks and SUVs that they're in need of more. You can trade in your vehicle for an upgrade or sell it to them outright, whatever works best for you. Remember, the 2023 order bank is open for F-150s and SUVs as well. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brentridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. To the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel. This January, join Oilers Now, a three-day roadie into Vegas to see the Oilers play the Golden Knights, you can reach out to newwesttravel.com. Back in 1985, Bill LaForge 
was coaching the Vancouver Canucks. Brendan Escott, what happened? <laughs> the Oilers annihilated them. 13 nothing at Northlands Coliseum. They improved to 11-2-1 on the season. Dave Lumley with a hat trick and three assists. Wayne had four helpers and nine other Oilers with multi-point nights. Frank Caprice in net for all 13 goals against. Canucks went back uh, to the old Pacific Coliseum at that time after that game. And he bag-skated all the skill guys, but did not bag-skate the fighters because they all fought as the game wore on. Oilers versus Lightning live from Amelie Arena tonight. Uh, that's a 4 p.m. face-off show, 5.30 puck drop tomorrow. Uh, one of our guests will include Sportsnet's Mark Spector for Aquarian Renovations. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Christina Drapeau, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Back at you at 4.05. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.